This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go. I think they're going to have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast. Family. I thought you meant the things you eat. Bed and Breakfast is live on a Thursday. What's good, everybody? Welcome in. This is episode number two. Got a new cast of characters with us from the Betsided team, Ian McMillan and Donovan Smoot. Over the course of today's show, in 15 minutes or less, we are going to go through our favorite plays on the Thursday night slate of games, as well as give you behind the look of a team and a game that we are fading as well as playing early on in the week. But I, I have to start here. Uh, and Donovan, I, I have to clear the way for, for Ian first. This is just very exciting. Of course. We found out yesterday that our guy, Ian McMillan, who moved here a handful of months ago uh, from Nova Scotia, Canada, to Brooklyn, New York, our guy got to attend his first NBA basketball game. Salute to you at the Barclays Center. Got to watch a little Hawks versus Nets. So I, I have to find out from you, Ian, like what was that experience finally being able to attend your first NBA game? That must have been awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, no NBA in Nova Scotia, Canada, although shout out to the, Hel- the Halifax Rainmen of, I think, the CBL, Canadian Basketball League. I went to a couple of those games back in the day. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. Uh, breaking news, Kevin Durant is good at basketball. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to see him live. The way he can move is pretty insane. Also, the most important thing, I hit all my bets. Um, I hit the over, uh, and I did Clint Capella uh, over rebounds. And uh, one that I didn't tweet out, but I was also on uh, James Harden over two and a half, three points, all three hits. So I had a very good night, very fun. Uh, it was awesome. That's Hopefully great. you'll be able to go, go to some more games here in the future. You had a, you had a good night. The uh, bet-sided team, I think, went 3-1 and one against, what, 14-4 and four since Halloween in our uh, NBA prop bets, which you can find every day uh, over at Betside. Donovan, do you remember your first NBA game? Because my, mine is a little bit foggy because I, I grew up a 1990 Chicago Bulls fan. So I remember seeing Michael play. I think it was like 96 post Space Jam. And there's another story that I'll also tell you guys another time about how my dad won courtside tickets from his work so for me to be able to go oh, see wow. the Bulls. Um, wow. side during the MJ era. I don't remember who they played, but I remember sitting way up from my first game over in the 300 level at the United Center to watch Michael Jordan play. But Donovan, what was, what was your first NBA game? Do you remember? Yeah, so I'm from Houston. So my dad took me to a Lakers-Rockets game either in 08 or 09. And so I got to see Kobe play live. Oh, uh, hell yeah. And so Incredible. I'm like, uh, yeah, so like I was and I still am like one of the biggest Lakers fans. And so, oh, not, no, 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 no. Not Lakers fans. Not Lakers fans. <laughs> Kobe fans that that's where I'm at right and so it was just super cool I remember we left early to beat traffic though because the game was a blowout and then we're listening to it on the radio and 
I forget who was up, but there was a huge comeback. And I was just like, I just sat in the rest of the car, just mad at my dad. Cause like we left early <laughs> when we didn't have to. So that was, that was it. The Heisler family was, was big at trying to clear out of traffic. And I remember having several post-game conversations yeah. with my family. Like, was, it, was it really worth it? I'm glad exactly. we got out on time. It really <laughs> wasn't worth it. By the way, shout out to everybody who is joining us over on the YouTube stream, including Beers and Bowties, who's already got himself fired up for today. Young Acorn said he's having a beer working on his bow tie right now. Salute to you on a Thursday. <laughs> Uh, and also, shout out to, to Young Acorn as well. We got a chance to listen to Ian's additional podcast, Bacon Bets, which all of you guys should subscribe and check out as well. So I, I want to get things going by talking and doing a little bit of bed and breakfast pro-am. Got a big college slate, big NFL slate as well. Uh, and so I wanted to just dive in because it's Thursday. We've already got a lot of bets going. We've already written about a lot of these different games as well. Uh, so, Ian, can I start with you and try to just figure out like where your head is at for Saturday, for Sunday? Is there a game that maybe you've already bet, already feeling really good about? And then what about on the other side? I think it's also important for betters to know the games that they should probably stay away from. So is there a game that maybe you're you're considering fading as well on the slate? Yeah, sure. So game game that I feel strongly about, I've already bet on. Eagles uh, over the Chargers, it's it's something that I preach about all the time, and that styles make fights. And I think this one is is a great stylistic matchup for the Eagles. Uh, they're actually one of the best running teams in, in the NFL, uh, third in the NFL in yards per carry, uh, averaging 5.0. And we all know by now the Chargers are the worst rush defense. They're allowing 5.1 yards per carry. Now, the thing about the Eagles all season is that even though they've been so good at running the, the football, they refuse to do it. But then last week, Nick Sirianni against the Lions, that's almost all they did. They ran uh, like three quarters of their plays were run plays. So if they do that again this week, if they can run the ball, I think they're going to be able to take down this Chargers team. Also, I'm all of a sudden not too convinced that had, about how good this Chargers team is. I don't know. It's Their schedule has been a little bit strange. They got beat up by the Patriots last week. Uh, so I, I like the Eagles in that spot quite a bit. Now, the game that I might recommend uh, to stay away from a little bit. Now, I bet on every single game, so I'm <laughs> I'm betting on it anyways. <laughs> hey, maybe you work for the person to tee up for this question. <laughs> yeah, um, I wouldn't recommend doing that, though. But one game that's a little tricky in my mind is, is uh, going back to the Patriots. Patriots and Panthers. Patriots are minus four. It seems very easy to me. Um, it seems obvious, but also at the same time, maybe this is like a sell high spot on the Patriots after their big win against the Chargers last week. And also, I don't think enough people are talking about how good this Panthers defense is. Truly one of the best defenses in the NFL. Completely shut down the Falcons last week. Now, how much is, you know, <laughs> how impressive is shutting down the Falcons offense? I don't know. But very, very good defense. So anytime you have a game where there's a, uh, an extremely good defense like the Panthers, uh, weird things can kind of happen. So Patriots seem like the obvious bet, but it's, it's, it's tough. Is it sell high? You got the Panthers defense. So that one's, that one's a tricky one for me. Uh, our buddy Brian checks in on, on YouTube, is curious about the over-under on tonight's game. Don't you worry, our friend Brian. We will get to that coming up in some of our Thursday night picks in just a few moments. Donovan, let me let me go to you. Is there a game that uh, you've already got crossed off that you've already bet? Uh, what about a game that you're fading for this week? Yeah, I, I really like Baltimore minus six against Minnesota. Um, listen, we all know we all know how, how Baltimore gets down, right? They they get down with Lamar Jackson running the ball, run first, run first team, and the Vikings are twenty seventh in the league in opponents yards per rush. They can't they can't stop the run. I think even after last week, um, after that beatdown that that the Ravens took at the hands of the Bengals, you know, uh, we kind of forgot just how good you know uh, Baltimore can be. 
they they're, they're going to bounce back and they're going to be they're going to be just fine. They got caught one week. It's okay, right? You can go back to them. I think that Minnesota also proved last week that they can't stop anybody. If they can't stop Cooper Rush, they're going to have a hard time stopping Lamar Jackson. So I I really like Baltimore this week. I like that play a lot. What about a game that you're fading? Um, Ian Ian bet on this game um, as one of his best bets and early leans with with the Dolphins and the Texans. Um, I'm staying away from this. This game is going to be ugly. This is probably going to be one of like the this going to be one of the two ugliest games of the week. I think the other one is going to be like Chicago Pittsburgh on Monday. That's going to be terrible. But it's just this game is going to look a lot like the the Dolphins Jaguars game in London a couple weeks ago. And it's just two bad teams going against each other. There's too much variance. The Texans, the Texans have like six losses by double digits, but then they also have that one really, really weird loss to the Patriots where they were actually good. And so I like the but the Dolphins on the other hand, the Dolphins are 28th in scoring offense, the 29th in scoring defense. They don't look dominant on anything. I, I don't want any parts of this. It's just gonna be ugly all around. I don't blame you. And, and again, I, I think even though Tyrod Taylor likely back for that game, my biggest question is he still missed several weeks. Exactly. So, so him coming back is a distinct advantage for Houston compared to Davis Mills. Like how healthy is he? How efficient is he going to be? Is it going to take some time for him to get, you know, going again in the offense? Cause there's still some guys that can actually play like Brandon Cooks is having a really nice season over there, uh, but they've also been atrocious on the road. So initially I, I was leaning with you Ian as well, but uh, I, I get that point too, Donovan. I'm just not sure which Tyrod Taylor is going to show up in that game. Yeah. That's my guy. Um, and, and normally I would absolutely back him there. For me, I, I feel like I got to be consistent here. Like I like the 49ers. I, I know that that was a game, Donovan, if anybody watches on YouTube. We're going back and forth. Yeah, we're going back and forth a little bit because you like the Cardinals this week. I like the 49ers. That line has gone all over the place. It's now settled at San Francisco plus one at home. Uh, and now reports are that Kyler Murray is going to play. Um, so if you're looking at San Francisco, I would highly recommend waiting a little bit as more of the public finds out that Murray's back in and they start to back the Cardinals. But I, I think San Francisco figured out something last week against the Bears. They had three consecutive touchdown drives in the second half. Bears defense was getting some pressure. All of a sudden it went away. Their offensive line looked a lot better. Mitchell had a really good game. And, and this is crazy about Debo Samuel. Like I, I don't think we're appreciating how good of a season he's having because of the bums that have been throwing him the football throughout the course of the last few years. Debo Samuel is on pace for just under 2,000 receiving yards this season. That would break Calvin Johnson's single-season uh, single record of 1,964 receiving yards back in 2012. Like, he's been an absolute beast, monster after the catch. Brandon Ayuk is slowly starting to get reacclimated into that offense. I, I really like San Francisco here, even if Kyler Murray plays. As far as the game that I'm fading um, – it involves Ian's Falcons. Like, I'm just not sure how to evaluate them. Plus six against the Saints. We're not sure who the Saints are, are going to run out at quarterback. It's likely going to be Trevor Simeon. Taysom Hill doesn't have touch and protocol. Like, but, but they beat Tampa Bay without Jameis Winston at home. So the public, I still imagine, is going to back New Orleans, even though we're just not sure what that quarterback situation is going to be. There's another week of film. And the Falcons have been so inconsistent, most of the time bad, that this is just a total stay away game for me. It feels like that's an actually a really good line uh, over at six. So that's the game that I'm completely fading out and moving on from. But uh, I wish the Falcons the best of luck in that game. I'm going to make sure that uh, my guy is able to thrive a little bit for it. Before we get out of here, um, 
we should mention that we got uh, every day when we go ahead and do this podcast, we're going to go over our favorite and our best bets for that day that we record and put together the show. Uh, and it just so happens that there's a Thursday night NFL game. You have the New York Jets going to Indianapolis. Uh, Colts are 10 and a half point favorites at Lucas Oil Stadium tonight. So let's go around the horn. Donovan, I will start with you. Uh, is there a play for Thursday night that uh, you are most intrigued by that you can give out to the people today? Yeah, listen, I don't, I don't know why, but I'm just I'm just going to support Carson Wentz for life. Um, I'm on the over. I'm on the over on this passing yards. His line is at 242 and a half. I think this is a really good spot um, for him to, for him to get this line. He's already hit that number three times. Jets are the Jets give up a lot of explosive plays to the air. Um, you know, also last week he had his completion percentage was under was under 60 percent. It was in the 50s. It's the third time it's happened. The last two times it happened this season, he came back, he improved by at least 10%. So he's he's going to be better tonight. Uh, I think everybody is expecting Jonathan Taylor to just run the Jets out, out the building. You know, be cautious on that because Carson Wentz can do a couple of things himself. What about for you, Ian? Uh, I'm going to back the brand new NFL MVP, Mike White here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take Jets. Jets plus 10 and a half here. Listen, it's a 10 and a half point spread. And if it's a 10 and a half point spread, the stats better completely lean one side and they don't, especially on the defensive side of the football jets are actually better in like most defensive uh, statistics. They're not a ton better, but they're like slightly better. Like third down defense, they're 13th Colts are 14th yards per play. They're 21st Colts are 23rd Uh, 10 and a half point spread. If there's the, if the, if a, if a team's getting 10 and a half points, but their defense is better than their opponents, then I have to back that team. Um, now that Mike White game was probably a one-game wonder, uh, but I still don't think he's going to be as bad as Zach Wilson was uh, at the start of the year. So I'll take the Jets. I'll take the points. Let's do it. Yeah, Mike White, Offensive Player of the Week over in week number eight. Salute to him. I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of offense in this game, at least from the Jets. So going back to Brian's question, I would probably take the under, although that's not my best bet of the night. I'm going with the prop. I like Jonathan Taylor to clear his receiving yards at only 18 and a half. Uh, I feel like everyone, especially with the Colts going towards that high favorite number, they're going to take him uh, for a dominant rushing performance, and he still might have it, but still 88 and a half is a lot to clear. I'd rather zag when everybody is zigging. He's constantly targeted three to five times as a receiver, and he's also averaging over 12 yards per catch. So if he gets three catches, that's 36 yards on average. So I think Taylor against the Jets, which are one of the worst uh, pass defenses against running backs in the league, they've given up the most touchdowns, third most catches, like Jonathan Taylor to clear that number today. And there you have it this episode of bet and breakfast so for my guys ian and donovan i am ben make sure you guys subscribe go ahead and like us if you're watching us on youtube hit that thumbs up button as well and be sure to join us next monday when we go brand new live right here at 9 30 a.m eastern 6 30 a.m pacific thanks for waking up with us here on bet and breakfast